and we're alive. Hello. Well, not live, anyways. Hello. Not real life. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, How are you doing? Hello. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> okay. Oh, it starts great. <laughs> well, we get our code opening. <laughs> oh, that that means it's gonna stay in the episode, right? It does indeed. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, why do I do this to myself? Why? I mean, you should know already that I'm not stopping, not holding back when it comes to throwing me under the bus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously. Yeah, pretty much. We all know that. I mean, to be fair, I have lots of opportunities that I'm not using. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you're showing restraint. That, yeah. that much is true. Yeah. But do you could show even more, maybe, sometimes? <laughs> nah. I should build a, um, what's it called? Like an audio, an audio deck with like sound bits of you. Just yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, like in some shows where just like hit the button and like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you today? Uh, I'm I'm a bit under the weather. I, well, under the weather is not really the re the good the best expression to say probably because the weather weather is really warm and I'm having a cold more likely so. But yeah, so if I sound a bit weird in this episode, it's probably because, um, yeah, my nose and my throat are a bit fucked up. Yeah. But and if you don't sound weird, I did a phenomenal job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pressure's well, on me or, now. <laughs> we should probably say more weird than usual. And yeah, uh, apart from that, I'm, I'm a quite happy person. Not only did I just finished building the lego moonlander just before this episode um i also and you won't believe this you really won't believe this i actually received boards it's impossible query delay failed us impossible yeah well they were both delayed so and at some point query delay just has to stop i mean you, you can't do it forever well, you can, <clears throat> South Park, but um, in this case, no, it wasn't forever. But still, um, very happy to actually have some boards I can build, uh, or actually did build already. Uh, one of the boards I got while I was on vacation. Um, well, I didn't receive it on vacation. Somebody else yeah. received it, but it came while I was on vacation. Uh, was the TGR and zynga corporation the unicorn which is um, a really nice 60 percent that's gasket mounted mm. um and yeah uh it's really nice i'm honestly i'm i'm enjoying it more than i would thought i do uh, which is really curious because i thought that 60 percent i'm pretty much done with them but i'm enjoying this way too much so i'm using i've been using it since i built it for like a week now um so i already asked elaine um, 
to maybe consider doing a 65% version of this. So hopefully that will come out at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll include a picture or a link to a picture of the build board uh, in the show notes, as we usually do. That, that was the one board. And the other one, which I honestly didn't think would happen, was the, uh, my canoe, mm-hmm. um, which was rather interestingly delayed. I mean, I bought it in <laughs> end of February, I think, and it was supposed to ship two months later, I guess, something along those lines. First boards started shipping in beginning of May, mm-hmm. and but there was no update. Like I, I didn't get a tracking or anything, so I just wrote an email and what's happening. Uh, do you have any updates? Got ignored. Second email, a week later, I got a response that they have to do some inventory at the shipping warehouse and it's going to ship the following week. And also one day or two days later, um, an email newsletter uh, was sent out. Like, yeah, we shipped already 60%, but there are some problems with the shipping and you just Mm -hmm. have to wait a, a bit more. We're sorry about that. And th- that email all, um, also got sent by carbon copy and not blind carbon copy. So I have a lot of email addresses I shouldn't have now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, How to email? Yeah, it's it's startling. I, I mean, I think I don't know if you had this happen, but I had qu- quite some instances where just people sent spa- mass emails and don't use the correct feature. Like so, I only train good group. So no. Okay, yeah, right. Or maybe I don't join groupers at all. <laughs> maybe that's the reason. Yeah, that's probably the other one, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's that's not so bad. It's just like, ugh. Um, and, yeah, well, did it ship the week later? No, it didn't. And I asked them. I wrote an email every week, basically, and got no response. And then after about a month, I was pissed. And I said, either you answer me now or I'm starting a PayPal dispute because this is mm-hmm. not okay. Suddenly I got an email back that was, yeah, we're shipping it. Just it, it, It's happening, basically. And a week later, I think I got the shipping notice. So happy it turned up. It's not exactly the color I expected in a way. Uh, so to, um, to reiterate what color... How does it look like and what's supposed or what did you expect it to look like? Oh, yeah. Um, it's called the Siren colorway um, from, from the last uh, group buy, basically, that happened on the, on the Percent mm-hmm. Studios page. And I thought it would be a more like a grayish, green, greenish gray kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, with red accent. Oh, so with red weight and red plate. And it turned out it's a really green, green. <laughs> um, I'm, I might have to do a proper photo and, yeah. and have that included, but and see if I can do a comparison to the um, shots or renders they showed. And I mean, I, I honestly, I like the colors. Um, I'm just not too sure what to pair it with. So I'm, it's... it's uh, 
throwing a, a wrench into my plans for the build but yeah because of the um because of the greenness i saw an image you sent but i think it was a phone image yeah yeah it's not really color correct yeah because i mean in the end you might just use whatever like og color 9009 minimal for instance yeah oh we should also say it's just the bottom that is this green the top part is silver which might have been the point that threw, threw me a bit off when I saw the renders and, and, and all of that. Um, but you can see the green through the construction of the canoe because the bottom yeah. is visible from the top. Um, so I have to see. But at least I got it. That's, that's something. And, uh, but I haven't built that because I had to make the decision between either building the Lego Moonlander or the canoe and Lego one. Oh yeah. You did, um, you did a poll on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And it Lego, I mean, I probably would have built the Lego one anyways, but <laughs> because I have to still <laughs> do switches that go into the, can, uh, that sh should go into the canoe and yeah. Not enough time for that this weekend anyways. But uh, interestingly enough, the Lego won in my Instagram uh, poll, which I was kind yeah, of surprised. Everybody has seen 100 canoes. So. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Uh, but I mean, it's it's a it's a keyboard Instagram. So I was like thinking, well, and people are more interested in keyboards than Lego stuff. But anyways um yeah but I'm, I'm receiving keyboards yeah it's, it's incredible it's astonishing it's it's really incredible and in the coming months i might even get two more we will see we oh wait see. what else are you getting um the group by runner from the doro 67 has resurfaced i've got email contact with him and he should be shipping out my white Doro 67 maybe next week, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Other peoples have gotten the shipping notification. So there still seems the possibility that I can get my board. Um, not sure if I'm going to keep or build it, honestly, because <laughs> I'm a bit salty about that thing. But we'll see. Uh, why, why are you salty? The whole group I was a total mess. I mean, that's probably another episode for it. But um, the the how it how it was handled and it, it's it was from a first time group by runner and there were a lot of problems and I think it it got a bit out of hand and then basically shut down, no communication at all for about one or two months now, and uh, yeah, that didn't help at all. Um, um, who was running the Doro? Uh, what's his name? I just know his nickname. I think it's AT Ultraman or something. It's just most people just call him AT because okay. his name starts with Did that. he do something else before? No, don't oh, think okay. so. Like first time runner. As, as far as I know, maybe my information is wrong, but yeah. I think. Well, uh, I, it was, I was actually really considering the Doro at the time. Yeah, I know, I know. Maybe you're interested in buying a white <laughs> Doro 67 in ISO layout. Um, it's it's integrated plate, right? Yeah. But after the TR60, we both agree that integrated plate isn't so bad. 
Yeah. You just have to build for it correctly. But unlike you, I'm not a hoarder. So what I'm looking for is a linear board and that's not what I would build into it. Yeah, that's true. So do you have a 67 that is like a little bit flexy? Um, the kayak build. Oh yeah, but uh, the, the whole board is flexy. I was, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really nice. I was just thinking about the plate. It's really nice. Um, well, the, the I think the canoe is steel plate, so not really flexy. Mm-hmm. But you could get another plate for it. Yeah, then it would be flexy. Well, I guess I have to wait until somebody makes a flex here. Sixty percent. Sixty-five percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because if you want. Flexi 60, I mean, the Polaris is coming up soon, I think. And yeah. there you have a lot of options. But then if you want to flexi 60%, you could also get the profit. Yeah. So Support local. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. No, it's like my plan is to have a tactile 65, which I have soon. The switches arrive sometimes at <laughs> some point. Um, yeah. Then a linear one. And wait, a tactile one, a linear one, a topo board, and have a model M. And maybe an addition, one additional one. But that, like, that's the maximum of keywords I want because I want to use them. I'm using mine too. Yeah. Well, sometimes at least. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you used your CP? Uh, yeah, true. But honestly, I think I, ha- I just have to rebuild it. I'm just. You don't like it. Um, I mean, what what plate does it have? Is like brass plate. Yeah, brass plate. Yeah. I mean, you could build it with one of your. Don't don't you have like, yoks or something? Uh, red pandas. Yeah. Yeah. That I was considering that, but um, I'm I'm I've I've gotta check out all my upcoming builds, and I think I have a problem getting all switches and stuff. So we'll, well see. I have so many switches so if you need stuff i can supply you with good good stuff <laughs> yeah, i might come back to that um we will see uh just like uh, currently i'm just waiting for something to come in and then i'm when i have it in hand i'm gonna plan out what i'm gonna do with it yeah because with my timings it just made, doesn't make sense to plan something out that's gonna arrive half a year later because by that point you probably have new switches in that are better or something like that so planning it out so much doesn't really help, I guess. Yeah, so what did you build your unicorn with? Unicorn is uh, Gator and Inks with... Um, uh, yeah, Gator and Inks um, looped with 205 and spritz springs, 63.5 gram springs. And the springs are looped with Crytox 100 thicks and what are you building your canoe with um probably the t1s yeah no i'm I'm looping the t1s but wait didn't you just say the canoe is the flexier one no definitely not no no i mean the canoe is not really flexy because it's steel plate yeah. yeah yeah and that's why i'm gonna use the t1s oh yeah because i think that would be nice apart from the looks but yeah yeah, but from, from just from a usability standpoint, I think the, the tactile switches are better for something like a steel plate. 
because with linears that might just might might be too harsh i'm yeah, not too sure it probably is yeah and and the unicorn is also built with a carbon fiber plate that i got from max mm. which is really nice which is my first build with an actual carbon fiber plate i have gotten other carbon fiber plates before but i couldn't build the board with them because those boards hadn't arrived yet um and i think we both know what i'm talking about yeah more delay uh, yeah yeah quite delay everywhere anyway i i really like the board and um i'm really happy i bu- i bought modern dolch because it's a perfect fit of a key set for it change my mind because it's a gray unicorn yep the gray unicorn looks really nice i mean we will have a link uh an image in the show notes yeah, yeah. Or, a, or a link to the album i think i made an yeah. imgo album so there's that great i i received absolutely nothing so <laughs> oh actually that's not true that is not true oh i bought gmk sample pack color samples oh right the the sample ring yeah to well work <laughs> on future endeavors i guess yeah have color sam- samples and consider future endeavors it's quite like this. That's something to look forward to. Definitely. And honestly, and I think the just having just seeing this this ring of the default colors um, makes you wonder why no more sets with default colors exist. Outside yeah. of like the, the default like the, the basic white or the, the what is CP9 the, the grayish one and obviously the black um because some of the default colors that gmk offers are really looking good yeah i think uh issue is that um most of those colors don't get together well so if you want to do um multiple colors and not have one of the main colors be a white or a gray um you kind of have to go custom in some point yeah true but there's like I'm I'm just also wondering where there there are no more sets like JTK Yolch, for instance, which is just like the Dolch colorway, but the legends are uh, changed to yellow, for instance. Like yeah. you, you you don't have that many sets. I feel where like the the um yeah where where like the OG Ski Data, for instance, which is like this grayish. I think it's probably the CP nine gray or something and then just orange accent for for the alphas or like for the glyphs and that looks really good and you don't see so many sets in that style anymore because these days it's just like i feel like often enough there are too many colors pumped into one set yeah that's why i like um the all blue space cadet Mm -hmm. i think was really nice yeah. Mm, stuff like this, yeah. But I mean, nowadays you could probably run it without a problem. Looking at how much keycaps uh, key sets sell recently. Yeah. So I think with a bit of presentation, you can do stuff. Exactly. And doing it with uh, standard colors has... Um, um, <laughs> helps you because it's uh, cheap... No, not cheaper, but you have smaller MOQ, definitely. I think it's yeah. 150 instead of 250 for custom colored sets. Yeah, exactly. I'm not 
entirely sure if it's cheaper too. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, might be because they don't have all the color matching and multiple sample rounds to do, which probably factor into the price. But we have never designed a key set, didn't talk to GMK. I don't know if it is. I would expect it to be, but um, since there haven't been any runs recently that were with only default color. Oh, though there were. Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, Nines. Nines, yeah. And minimal was also just default colors, right? I think so, yeah. Was it like WS2? Was it a custom white? Or WS1? Or was it custom? I don't know. I'm not too sure, but I definitely won't know that nines is default colors, obviously. But I don't have the pricing for that in my head. But yeah, I would expect somehow that uh, just using GMK default colors would be less expensive. So yeah, minimal was uh, only default. It was WS1 and CR. Okay. So it's also interesting to see um, the different white shades because they photograph terribly. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah absolutely it's like the difference between um, WS1 WS2 um, and there's another fairly white white CP I think not sure now but yeah the, on on images they look so similar even the the L9 of OG like GMK Pristine, which I have on the board right now. If you look at it in like anything else than direct sunlight, it kind of looks white. Yeah, that's... Um... Like the shades are, especially between, uh, I think it's CP um, and WS1 and WS2. They're so similar. Yeah. You only really see the difference in person, really. Yeah, and especially because in between the white tones, it's often like, um, the warmth or coldness of the color. So either the um, yellow uh, or the uh, blue parts. So I think what GR1 is, I think, the uh, more bluish white. Uh, wait a second. I'm, I'm just looking at the, the picture you sent me. Let's make my editing hell by having <laughs> having it around. So there's uh, WS1. Yeah. There's CP, which is ever so slightly warmer. Then yeah. there's WS2, which is basically pure white. Oh, there's WS2. That's yeah. new then. Or at least it's not on the on the picture. Yeah. I got. And then there's GR1, which is like a colder, slightly grayish. Yeah, that's that's the one I meant. Yeah. And L9, which is uh, pristine and OG alphas. Mm-hmm. Although OG alphas are not the best measurement because I think almost all of them are slightly yellowed at least. Yeah. Like my OG set looks pretty good and it's still like noticeably different from uh, pristine. And then there's 3K, which is like a slightly warmer grayish white. And there's T9 which is just a very bright gray. <laughs> so it's like a shit ton of gray and, and, and white tones. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's a lot of uh, color, not colors, a lot of white tones to choose from, and which kind of makes it also interesting. So you can do, even if you have lighter colored alphas, for instance, you still have a bit of a range you can choose from. 
if you don't want to go blindingly white, for instance. Yeah. Or the same goes for gray. There's a range of grays where you from from really dark to like I think two B is a bit is definitely a light, very light. Gray it's a lighter color. one, yeah. Yeah, and so on. Two B is like two B looks like concrete, I guess. Yeah, which probably is. I mean, that could be a nice color, especially for gray boards. Like uh, comparing it to modern Dolch, I think two B is probably not. I think modern Deutsch is warmer than that color, just from oh, guessing. Yeah. But, but yeah, but we didn't want to talk about GMK color matching again. That was last. Wait, we didn't. Episode. No, yeah. no, um, not color matching. We just talked about how beautiful they are. Yeah, exactly. Just keyset designers use more default colors. They're good. Last episode we talked about um, changes in the community how group by runners are starting to, to use different methods um, to sell boards or spots for group buys to um, now well not not combat flipping but um, to try to get the money that you would usually be in the aftermarket more to themselves, to the group by runners, to the makers of the boards. And um, one example we had for that was the key cult group buys or Greek, uh, key cult cells. Mm -hmm. It's not really a group by, yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly group by. Um, and after we recorded the episode, they uh, had a sale for their newest board. And they put up um, an explanation um, for why they choose this Vickery auction style. Or more precisely, why they choose that kind of style for a certain part of the um, sale. So not all boards were sold through the Vickery auction. There was um, a normal first... Oh, no, no, it was a raffle, sorry. Um, yep. and, um, there was a raffle for uh, most of the spots or for most of the boards um, where everybody had the same chance there was a fixed price and if you got in you got it and if you're not you're not and then after that there was also again a vickery auction style um, and they explain why they choose this kind of setup and uh the block entry they have on their side basically well it, it it mirrors the points we made it's about um getting the boards to people that would probably get them in the aftermarket anyways because they are willing to spend so much money on it while keeping that money out of the aftermarket to decrease um the interest of people who buy the boards just to flip them to sell them in the aftermarket um we're gonna put the link uh, to that blog post into the into the show notes if you want to read it um in, in more detail but we just thought we're gonna mention it because we brought it up and then it, this happened before we released our episode but after we recorded said episode so we just thought we we bring it up exactly I mean, it's. I think it's interesting that they do it uh, this way around. 
um i don't know maybe to potentially get people into the into the auction that wanted to have the raffle and lost out but i mean if you if you have the money and you want like you would spend more than what the raffle price is you would obviously still try to be in the raffle i guess so this way you could even if you would pay more you could actually um you could actually win a board in the raffle and pay less than you would have paid in just the auction i feel this setup a bit stranger than just having the auction to be honest um i i think they go over it in their blog post but it's it's like it, exactly for this kind of people like you were you try to get it the board in the raffle and didn't get it so but you still want the board oh yeah then you have the option to pay more exactly you you you, you would have to pay more in the aftermarket anyways but in with the auction style at least those people that are gonna spend the money on the board anyways are giving that money to the makers of the board and not somebody who got into the raffle just to sell it afterwards oh yeah so i i think it's it's um it's a good setup in a way i, I mean they, they obviously put thought into this whole thing and it, it, it seems to work for them so and, and they also say that um se selling stuff like in, in this way and, and getting the money to them helps them establish a business yeah so um that they can make more boards or maybe even do it full time or as a, as a real job basically so it, it's a good read if you're interested in this you, you should definitely read the blog post mm, yeah building um, a business or making money out of um, of a board sale is also a bit was also a bit of a follow-up to our previous episode um right max from cable car designs um told us in our discord server that a thing that we didn't mention and that he thought was important to consider is the cost of developing and R&Ding and building prototypes for the keyboard not just the time investment you have as a as a keyboard designer but also the just sheer cost in terms of money that you have to put in if you want to have a proto and if you want to like test the manufacturing and just see plan beforehand before uh, a plan beforehand that your group I will run as smoothly as possible and the product is to the standard you set for yourself yeah and, and you and you especially if you're doing some new stuff or if you're not haven't haven't had any boards yet designed yet it's really important to get a prototype made because even or even if you're really experienced it's sometimes better to get a prototype made because sometimes there's just small detail you have overlooked that might make it really complicated uh, or even you, you'd have to scratch the boards later on in the group by phase and people often underestimate how um, expensive these prototypes are i mean these are one one-offs and so they are not really cheap to made make um and I think he mentioned that even before he did the NZ group buy, he already had invested over thousands of euros, uh, not thousands of euros, over a thousand euro um, 
into the project in in time yeah. well just in money not not even counting his own de time designing and talking to manufacturers and coordinating stuff so that's a lot of money yeah and, and he also said like as a as a person if you're not super wealthy um like he had to he basically used his um expendable money his savings to uh, pay for the for all the upfront cost of having a prototype uh, having multiple prototypes in his case um and in his case he also never really made all of that money back or or any actually he says yeah and even he you ran that group by with a an, an calculation um that included basically that included a bit more uh, money for if anything should go wrong so he had a, a safety margin included and, and and even with that safety margin included it's it, he still probably doesn't make make back the money he invested personally into the yeah. project and that's that shouldn't happen um so it's Im important to realize that people that do these group buys are investing not only their time which is also valuable but also often their own money beforehand or even during the group buy um so there there always should be enough room for them to to at least make back that money or even to get a bit of extra money out of it or even if it's just like getting their own personal board out of the group buy without paying for it or something like that just yeah um i mean everybody like a, a runner should at least make back or should at least be able to make back all the initial investment in terms of money yeah and you, you also have to differentiate differentiate between different type of runners there are group by runners or keyboard designers that are trying to do this as a job they they they, they want to make money with this um, they want to be professional and then there are often enough people who are in, in the community and just want to make nice boards and have a normal day job that's paying well enough for them so they don't need to make money out of this and just do it because they want to or because they can or because they want to do something good for the community yeah and obviously there's like <laughs> from my point of view there's always a fine line between making money um and ripping people off <laughs> and so but you you always have to to look at the the single group by to to see if um yeah if if it's price priced correctly in a way the single group by no no like you, oh. you you have to look at single group buys or at least at single uh, group by runners oh okay how yeah. they handle things you can't say like all group buys should be free or not free but all group buys should be run uh, like cherry charity project or all group buys should make money it's 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 an in individual thing so yeah. um we are just mentioning mentioning that because we also got another feedback um from jay um who is currently running um a small prototype round two group by type um for for the j01 
um, his personally designed keyboard. And he's running that at cost. So, or, um, so he doesn't make any money out of it that's priced exactly so it covers the cost. And that cost doesn't in, in, include his person, um, either his prototype or his personal board. So yeah. he's, he's paying for that stuff. So everybody that is in the group buy pays the exact costs. And he got flag for that um, because it would set the expectation that every group buy should be run like this. Yeah, so somebody said, uh, and I quote here, Doing it for free like this just sets the expectation of everyone should be doing anything for free. And I'm not sure that's the direction us as a community should be moving forward with. And I strongly disagree with that. Absolutely. Because um, it's not mutually exclusive. And while it might cause um, issues in the beginning, like when somebody new comes in, it's like, oh, why is this way more expensive than this? Um, if the materials are similarly priced. But I mean, there are multiple communities where both of those things coexist without a huge issue. Obviously, there's always a bit of like tension between those two two um, ideas in the same in the same community. But as far as I know, they usually always can coexist. And I would say, for example, um, like photography is very prominent with that yeah. nowadays it's like people uh, professional photographers complain about sites like unsplash that give you very high quality images for free they say it devaluates their their work and everybody expects everything for free but in my opinion i mean there is still jobs for them they can do like you i mean stuff is like you can't just ban it right like no same same with keyboards you can't just ban people from not making profits it's like an unreasonable expectation so if you can't avoid it happening then i think people have to start starting to deal with it and you can explain it like this is my business that's what i do and yeah it's like this and for photographers is well they specialize in something that not everybody can do stuff where you have to get more expensive gear maybe um yeah or you could also say and you could also say and this is like not my opinion but you could say if somebody can do the same thing you do professionally for free and still makes money somehow else then you know what's your contribution to it <laughs> yeah and i mean um i'm, I'm also I'm, I'm a huge fan of unsplash i have an account myself i upload stuff uh because i like the idea of, of just sharing I'm 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 doing photo photography as a hobby. I just like it. I enjoy it. Um, and if other people like the stuff I'm doing, um, that's great. I, I I don't need to make money out of it. And I don't. I I will never make photography my main job. That's just not gonna happen. Um, so why shouldn't such a site as Unsplash exist? And you always have like a wedding photo photographer. Well, you can't get photograph uh, photographs of your own wedding from Unsplash. So yeah. there's always a job. Yeah. So, um, but that yes, the the argument is the same that people doing stuff for free devalues um, the the work that professional people do. 
that yeah. want to make money or that have to make money out of it because it's their job. Um, sure, but as you said, there's always a coexistence. There are enough um, people in the community that just like, here's my keyboard, I here's, here are the PCB files, like maybe for 3D printed keyboards, here are the, the files for your printers and stuff. That's Everything is open source. You can do with it whatever you want. You can learn from it. You can just make it. Um, and then they maybe sometimes just run a group buy for those stuff that's open source anyways, but it makes easier for people to just get all the parts together or it, it's cheaper if mo many people buy it together, obviously, and and stuff like that. And I think then it's okay when if, if you make a bit of money out of that just because you put all the effort in. Sometimes people are just happy that they can get their board that they designed made. Um, and well, other people want, want to have it too. So yeah. they get the board out of it and not, don't need any extra money. Uh, if you're doing a group by always playing with, uh, plan with extra money. Just oh, yeah. And my second problem with this person's statement about um, is especially... My I have a special problem with say, him saying, I'm not sure if that's the direction us as a community should be moving forward with, because that's exactly where the community comes from. Yeah. Because it doesn't move towards people making products um, at cost or at, yeah, whatever you consider a cost in this case. Yeah. And like, that's how it was. That's how it started. It doesn't move this way. It comes from here. It moves the other way. <laughs> exactly. Him, him doing this project at cost is more of an old school approach, if you want to say it like this, um, to running a group in the community than having it on profit. Yeah. Um, it, it, it has to be said that in, especially in recent years, there has been a huge, um, commercial, uh, huge rise in commercial interest in the hobby, uh, which, which is good because it, um, it, brings in more people it brings in um more opportunities and uh if it helps produce more stuff for the community like um i i don't think we would have the amount of switch choices we have today if people like um novel keys didn't exist in the hobby and and use their uh, um influence and and uh yeah as a, as a vendor to to create new stuff and then put it in production oh yeah um like it's definitely a positive thing if it um professionalizes and some people make money and use that um use those profits to invest into new things yeah. but at the other, at the same time you can't just like demonize everybody who doesn't want to do that no no absolutely not i mean it, it, it's it's still I'm still happy if uh, if if you if I find a project where just like this open source stuff where just people like I made this I enjoyed it I hope you enjoy it too here is it do whatever you want yeah and I think that just like you said there should be and we if there should be a way for these two things to coexist just that you don't need to make money we but if if you want to that's that's fine. But if you don't want to, you don't need to. Yeah. That should be like the bottom line in the end. But probably if I had to say there's also a contrast or divide in those opinion between 
again as we had in other topics between Europe and America, for instance. Um, I, I feel like they're, they're, the, the opinions are differently weighted on, on both sides. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I wouldn't want to lean out of the window for that, but yeah, I could see why. Just going from, from experience at this point. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't prove it, there are no numbers, but I have a feeling like there could also be like a, a cultural thing. Yeah, but my experience are four people, which is not what I consider representative. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I think my, my point in the end is that you cannot, um, you cannot forbid either way. So both ways will happen if you want to or not. And <laughs> right. I guess as a community, we just have to deal with that and just make stuff from it. Yeah, but yeah, and, and nobody should be uh, shouted at for being one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so if, uh, like we always say, if you have some feedback to an episode, to a topic we talked about, if you want to bring something up that we might have missed, just uh, get in touch with us um, either via Discord or preferably via Discord, I guess, but also via email and the other uh, contact opportunities we have in our show notes or on our website and um, we'll bring it up if if there's something interesting yeah exactly like this i thought it was uh like an important thing to say yeah we both both max's viewpoint of having to spend a lot of money for prototypes um and at the same time the the difference between making profits or not and why both is like valid valid way to run your group yeah, absolutely we kind of missed that point obviously in the in the episode while talking about it so it was very good feedback so i guess one last thing we can talk about is is the master of holy pandas <laughs> uh, and how they are literally drowned in lube <laughs> i don't know i don't know what they did uh, I've, I've, I have none either. It's it's fascinating. Um, I have absolutely no idea why they did it. I will put a um, image in the show notes again. It's it's the one of the uh, switch or the stems basically swimming in loop, right? Yeah, exactly. I I mean this is basically unloop, uh, unusable, unloop, <laughs> un unusable. I guess. I would say this is worse than having them not looped at all. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you want to have them looped, you probably want to do a better job than that, which is very easy. And then you uh, have to clean them first. Yeah, that's that's a point. To then re-loop them. Yeah. And I mean, cleaning the stems is the easier part. You have to also clean the housing. Yeah. Because if the so, stem is full of, of loop, the housing will be as well. Absolutely. Especially the sliders are the whatever the bump thing is the contact contact leaf contact leaf yeah yeah that would be a nightmare to clean yeah if, if you don't have a sonic cleaner glad i don't want to build a board with them <laughs> <laughs> well um from from what i heard so far is that it's also uneven people have great gotten switches that have none to next to none loop or, or very very little on it and then there's like pictures of uh the one you're probably looking at in the show yeah. notes right now where it's just like ugh, it's, it's, it looked like somebody 
put i don't know glue all over them or something it's, it's yeah. really bad and the worst thing is we are talking about tactile switches and they totally drenched the the tactile legs in loop so that's what you meant with the leaves and it looks like it's thick loop as well so yeah. they will just feel like absolute trash absolutely <laughs> and so i just really hope the the, the the ones we are getting are just like dry <laughs> yeah uh, i'm not too sure about i mean that. i have like my og holy pandas that i can use for at least 95 percent of the board yeah uh, i can't i have to clean them all um so taking those apart and putting them through multiple rounds on the sonic cleaner is gonna be a nightmare yeah. but well i i mean i can i can understand i mean Lubing switches is one of those things that's just like basic stuff in the community nowadays. Like you, you loop your yeah. switches. Uh, there, I mean, obviously there are people that will use stock switches as they come. But if you're really into the more modding part um, of keyboards, then you're one of the things you do is just loop your switches. It, I mean, most people yeah. will always do that and so i can understand that uh, manufacturers are saying well everybody loops their switches so why don't we do them a favor and just loop them beforehand don't do that yeah to which i say no <laughs> yes just, just don't no <laughs> just because no. i mean everybody loops their switches differently or at least a lot of people do based on what they like so first of all you wouldn't the chance that you get it completely right is basically zero. If you would get it right, you only get it right for a very small amount of people. <laughs> and then you probably use worse loop than those people would use anyway. So just makes it worse. If you want looped switches, loop them yourself. And you don't even, the, the problem is also you don't even know which loop they used. Maybe they like you said maybe they use thick loop where you would lose thin you'd normally use thin loop or something and the style they looped and and so on and so on um it just obviously is it it helps with the initial feeling of the switches if you get them out of the box well if i look at them it will not help because they will feel absolute terrible yeah with those how those look sure <laughs> but there there were other switches that were also pre-looped which but not this bad um and and with those it helps if you get just get to the switch and play around with it they feel nicer that's why you loop the switches yeah right but then you also loop the springs and none of the springs are looped and then you have to put them apart anyways and then why even bother exactly and and that's I think this is like the thing where these uh, drop or or other manufacturers are just like yeah well everybody does it just like let's do it too, but they they're missing the points why we're doing it and how we're doing it in the in the community and like you said especially I mean even if I wouldn't loop the stems I would take the switch apart just to loop the springs. Because yeah. that's just such a basic thing, and taking away the spring pling um, through looping is such a difference that you, you just have to do it. I, I haven't encountered a, a spring, even the the 
good ones, the expensive ones, yeah. that don't profit from lubing them. It just always helps. Uh, manufacturers shouldn't pre-loop switches. I That's mean, it, it. Also, it also adds manufacturing complexity because it's like an additional step, which if you yeah. don't want to just cover the whole stem in loop, might even not be that trivial. Mm -hmm. Or you have to build like a machine for it. And why? Just make them cheaper. <laughs> and if you look at this, like there's, I assume these are switches all from the same batch and they're just taking apart. Yeah. So, and you see a lot of inconsistencies between switches. Yeah, some are absolute drowned and some have barely any lube on them. Exactly. And that shouldn't happen if you do it like in, with a probably built machine for it. I don't know. But you, they are not paying people to put loop in this, I think. So either the process they are using is very unreliable or inconsistent. Yeah. I don't know. It just it, it makes no sense, honestly. Put switches out dry and let people do their thing without having to clean them first. Yeah. Because what I guess is going to happen is most people who get them have to clean them and then re-loop them. Yes. Which is just more work than if they just come stock like every other switch. Or most, most other switches at least. Yeah. I'm so curious to, to get them. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> going to be a few days out, but <clears throat> quite How late. much of a disaster this will be. Um, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, well, we, we're going to have to watch out for that. Uh, we'll update uh, once we got our switches to see how bad they really are. But yeah. that might be a few episodes out, I guess. But a few, two maybe. I would just like to buy the black ones. Is it Novel Keys? Fresh pandas? Yeah. Yeah, but the problem is those are just... Yeah, I know I would have to get halos and... Yeah. But uh would fit my black build a lot. Yeah, I was. It's just like I I, I bought the red pa uh, the red yoks for the housings because I had um, halo stems, and then like a few weeks later they announced the black ones, and I was like, well, the, <laughs> the black ones would have been perfect, but no. Yeah. But on the other hand, I mean, I I really enjoy doing these really thought out color combination builds where everything fits like mm -hmm. white uh, a white board with uh, white switches and white keycaps like the uh, dc no what is uh, chibi chibi right thanks the chibi 60 build um stuff like that I, I really enjoy that but at some point you have to realize you won't see the switches on the keycaps so yeah in the end it doesn't matter you know, but you know, you, know you have it yeah, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's for cloud or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's it, sometimes it's just fun to the coming up with this color carnated chibi sixty build was really fun. I really enjoyed that. So somebody uh, should make completely white switches, like really white, like minimal well, GMK minimal white housings. The Revo whites were pretty white. I mean, okay, they were trans non translucent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Basically, like like panda housings, just not cream, but really white. Yeah. Might be hard to be able to make them that that way, I guess. But well, that that would have been the panda switch, right? 
No, the panda is cream. And the uh, which which uh, what was the switch call that was cancelled because of the whole T1 thingy and, oh. and fakelios and stuff like that. I think that would have been white housing with black stem, right? Yeah, I want white stem. Oh, oh you would stem white too. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you have like a completely black keyboard with a black plate and completely white switches as contrast. Yeah. And then you put keycaps on, it doesn't matter anymore. But you know it's there. <laughs> and we have... Um, we already said that's the whole point of it. Um, well, we'll see what we get <laughs> with our holy <laughs> pandas. Uh, and uh, it's, it's going to be interesting, definitely. So I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, it is. I don't have anything else. Uh, well, we could probably talk about a lot of stuff, but then we end up with a two-hour episode and not another episode <laughs> the, the coming weeks, probably. Yeah. Uh, so we have to pace ourselves a bit. Yeah. Well, um, as always, if you have anything to say about the episode, good or bad, we're always looking for feedback. Uh, get in our Discord write us an, an email um just check out the links in the show notes for that and have a look on our website and well until the next time i guess yep bye See you.